Ava High Schools. Also's going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker with you on a Tuesday. Summer solstice, the longest day of the year. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's. I guess that's a thing. For some people, that is a really big thing. I, if you're into pagan festivals and... <laughs> Godless, <laughs> celestial worship. I saw something on uh, there's a commentary on Cash Valley Daily about some of the uh, festivals surrounding solstice. I didn't know there were so many. They've been going on for thousands of years. It's probably the most like you know observed day in history because just pretty much all cultures would observe the solstices yeah, in to some, some degree. Yeah, some of it was religious worship. Some of it, you know, evolved into now. It's just more of a fun thing. Midsummer, it's a reason to party festival. I and guess a ton of people out at Stonehenge earlier today. I yeah, know, England across. So I think the Stonehenge has something to do with the solstices. I've I've never been there and not really cared, but I think it. A lot of ancient structures tend to have something to do with celestial observations. <laughs> some of which don't work anymore because if they're old enough, then the stars have moved. Slightly. Right, there's been some shift. So, like, I think the pyramids. Um, are off of what their original thing was supposed to be. Oh, really? Because, yeah, the, the stars would move. Because back in their time, they had a different North Star. I mean, it wasn't Polaris like it is for us. Really? So it took thousands of years to get it that way, <laughs> but uh, it it eventually happened. It's changed. Uh, so a couple things we're going to get to tonight. We're not just going to spend the whole time talking about North Stars. and Why not? Summer Solstice and things like that. But if you want to chime in. Uh, I did see, you know, um, if you know of a summer solstice party going on, we'll, we'll certainly love to hear about that. Uh, you can f- chime in on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321, to chime in. Uh, we'll get into some more of these rumors that continue to surround the Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert seems to be the most often mentioned jazz player. But Mike Connolly has started to enter the mix a little bit more. Um, and so we already talked about the uh, the Hawks, but there are some other teams that seem to be emerging So uh, for Rudy Gobert services. But what about Mike Connolly? So we'll get into that. Uh, expected to have a conversation with the new head coach of the Bear River Bears, Trampus Waite, uh, here on the Full Court Press uh, a little later on this hour. Uh, and, of course, on Tuesday, we get into the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. So feel free to chime in on any of those. If you've got a recommendation or uh, a nomination, I should say, for a player of the week, love to hear that. Yeah, I'd love to hear it, too. <laughs> I'm, I was actually struggling to find a player of the week, so I'm like, all the people I know are like, there's not sports. I'm not into baseball and hockey, so I don't like inherently know what's going on there. So I've had to scramble a bit. I do have one, though. So Okay. Okay. But if... If, uh, if you'd like to give Jason a recommendation. Yeah, like if yours is better than mine, then I'll go with it. But uh, it's got to be better than mine. So, 
435-339-0321. So the other day we spoke about these trade rumors surrounding Rudy Gobert going to the Atlanta Hawks. And for a couple of days it seemed like there was a lot of chatter there, but it's, it seems to have died down a bit. And another team is emerging as a team of focus engaged in the with uh, talks with the Utah Jazz about potentially getting Rudy Gobert's services but what do the Utah Jazz get in return? That seems to be the biggest question. Yeah, it is the biggest question. I think that'll be the number one reason why Gobert doesn't leave is because they're asking so much. I think I read off night now I suddenly can't remember the trade demands they have, but it was something like, you know, a star player, a young player, picks and probably something else too, somebody's dog or something. <laughs> uh, but maybe a firstborn child. Like the 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 asking price is pretty high on Utah's end, and I think that's causing some teams to, you know, hesitate. Because um, Atlanta and Chicago have been kind of the two main um, contenders. Uh, as far as, like, uh, air quotes, legitimate um, rumors, um, there's been people suggesting, you know, Ben Simmons with the Nets, and I almost want to strangle those people, but... I, I understand. Like, I can see the positives. I, I understand their points and understand the potential upside, but I just can't get behind the fact that there are there's giant red flags. You know, they'd fit it in a communist parade. That's how big these flags are. Just saying, don't touch Ben Simmons unless you're really buying low on him. But aside from that rant... um. You know, the Hawks and Bulls seem like pretty legitimate sources, and you can get some pretty decent trades. You're not hitting a home run with any Gobert trade, and you will basically lose any trade that involves trading Rudy Gobert to either of these teams because you're just not going to get enough value. There's just kind of other reasons to go about trading Gobert, which have to deal with, you know, getting better down the line. Right, right. And uh, so the, the, the discussion that's been going on with, with Chicago seemed like it was heating up, but now it seems to be cooling off. Again, kind of some of those same reasons. Like teams are starting to realize the asking price for Rudy Gobert is really steep. And so now they're doubling down. Like, do we really want to give this much up for this this guy? Now, he's an all-star. He's an elite player at his position. So he deserves to be somebody that has value that they need to get in return. But part of the deal with, uh, with Chicago is that uh, rumors have been a couple different players tied to it, particularly a young player, Patrick Williams, um, and uh, uh, Nikola Vukovic is another one that keeps, seems to be yeah. uh, mentioned. But uh, I'm seeing some things from those who follow the Jazz, that it's particularly Tony Jones, doesn't seem like the Jazz are interested in Nikola Vukovic, and so they're not really willing to take him on. Yeah, and I wouldn't be that interested in him either because the kind of popular perception of Vucevic is good on offense, bad on defense. But he's not that good on offense because the theory would be you're trading an off, you know, a offensively limited Gobert, defensively elite, for an offensively elite, you know, defensively shaky. But Vucevic's offense isn't nearly as good as Rudy Gobert's defense is if you're trying to compare the apples and oranges there. Right, so, and he would really compete for the same thing that uh, Boyan Bogdanovich does. Yeah, and he's also like two or three years older than Gobert. 
So he's not bringing in, and of course that's why you're including a Patrick Williams and you know the number 18 pick gets thrown out there, which is the one that uh, Chicago owns. And I've also seen Lonzo Ball thrown in there, um, you know, for good measure. I'd really love to have Lonzo Ball on this team. He'd be a great backcourt partner for uh, for Donovan Mitchell, but you know it's kind of iffy. And supposedly the Bulls were iffy on including Patrick Williams to begin with, which. If they're balking on having Patrick Williams in the trade, then they're probably just not serious about it because you don't hesitate on sending Patrick Williams if you're getting Rudy Gobert back. Right. You have to give up something of value to get Rudy Gobert. I mean, he's got significant value for a team, especially that wants to be defensive-minded or have a good pick-and-roll option for some of their other talented players that doesn't compete with what they require for ball handling or... Uh, uh, you know, if they're a ball dominant type player, Rudy's a great person because he doesn't require touches. Yeah, and he can still affect both the offense and the defense. Yeah, and they've got offensive pieces on that team. They've got DeRozan, they've got Zach Levine, and then you know Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. You know, work well in defense, and that's why you know Rudy Gobert. He's a defense unto himself, but in the playoffs, it didn't work in Utah because they don't have any perimeter defense. Chicago, both Ball and Caruso are great point of attack and perimeter defenders, and Levine and DeRozan aren't bad that way either. So they do a yeah. lot better in the playoffs with Gobert on defense because, okay, he gets zoned out in a five-out offense. Well, you still got to get around Caruso and Ball, and that's not that's a lot easier said than done. So it worked better for them in the playoffs than it has for Utah. Uh, you know, Mark Stein has reported that maybe he's throwing some cold water on these proposals for yeah. Chicago. Uh, but he also floated Toronto as a potential destination, as a team to watch in trade talks with Utah Jazz. Um, and that's interesting. I haven't really heard too much from what the Raptors would put on the table in exchange for Gobert. There are some pieces in Toronto that I'd love to have in Utah uniforms, but exactly who that would be, I don't know. I mean, there's been some rumor with... OG Ananobi not happy, and there's been a lot of trade rumors surrounding him. But um, there's some other players, too, that I'd like to have. Just does Toronto, or would they be willing to give them up? Yeah, the two players I would love to have on the Jazz are OG and Pascal Siakam. Like, it's been my dream that if Utah could somehow have pulled off a heist where they swapped Boyan Bogdanovich for Pascal Siakam, that's like my dream. That's what I (laughs) fantasize about at night. That's not going to happen ever. But I wish. But, you know, if they were trading Gobert there, I don't know if Toronto would be that interested because the point of trading what they have now would be to get younger to fit in with the Scotty Barnes timeline. Maybe if they're just trying to, if if OG is indeed unhappy where he's at, maybe you try and do something around that. But then you're giving up way too much for Gobert. You know, why not just trade OG for, you know, spread out his value so you can rebuild the one around what you've got. So I don't really think Toronto is going to be that much of an option. Just It doesn't make much sense for them, from my point of view. Uh, we'll explore some of the other players involved in some trade rumors. Again, those are the air quotes. Uh, how legitimate are they or not? We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. But first, before we do that, we're going to talk to the new head coach of the Bear River Bears, Trampus Waite. Uh, is uh, he's in town. He's here in studio. He's going to be joining us here in just a moment to talk about his Uh, His background, his history, what he has planned for the Bears. It's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. But first, before we do that, we'll be back in about three and a half minutes. And a reminder about the weather is going to be warming up after that cold spell we had this last weekend. And when it does get hot, 
that can be tough on your car. So make sure you have the right oil to handle a hotter weather. And at Valvoline Instant Oil Change, they'll make sure they have the right type of oil for your car, and they'll get you back out on the road quickly. 695 North Main in Logan. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Summer is just around the corner. Don't crank up your AC unit before getting it serviced. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service. If your system needs replaced, think York. York has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Don't get caught without power to your home or business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained. Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again. Online at gsegenerators.com. We also service other brands. Golden Spike Electric and Generac, power you can count on. This is Gene Needham of S.E. Needham Jewelers. If you are in the market for a diamond engaged ring, I would like to personally invite you to visit our store. With our beautiful selection of rings and broad diversity in style, you are sure to find a ring you'll love. You'll enjoy our quiet atmosphere as you view our beautiful selection of diamonds. We grade each diamond twice in order to assure exactness in the diamonds we present. Shop and compare, and then come to the Diamond Engage Ring Store, where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
Hey, don't forget the winners of the Best of Northern Utah contest being announced tomorrow. We had more than 610,000 votes cast, so be sure to listen tomorrow when we begin revealing the winners and where you can go pick up your own copy of the magazine for Best of Northern Utah. Um, speaking of the best, let's figure out what's going on with the, the best coaches. And we got some new ones. Uh, last, uh, Well, a couple weeks ago, we got a chance to speak with the new coach at uh, uh, for Mountain Crest. And there's another new coach in town, and that's the new coach for the Bear River Bears. And he joins us now in studio, Trampus White. Uh, wait. Thanks for joining yeah. us. <laughs> no problem. Glad to be here. Uh, so, Coach, just uh, you're, um, you're from where originally? Yeah. Oregon area? Uh, yeah, Eastern Oregon, um, Ontario. It's right on the border. Um, grew up there. I, I played ball at Eastern Oregon University. Um, and then the last couple of years, I've been in Southern Oregon, um, Medford area, kind of bottom right, bottom left corner. Um, and then now I'm here. So all in Oregon, though. I mean, we lived in Montana for a little bit, but I'm Oregon at heart. So, so, so oh, go ahead, Jason. I guess, I guess the, the big question then is, you know, you, I guess you, you grew up in Oregon, maybe a little bit of Montana, played ball in Oregon, mm-hmm. coaching in Oregon a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. How on earth did you end up in northern Utah? <laughs> I wasn't planning on it, that's for sure. Um, I didn't I didn't even know Bear River was a high school. I had never heard of it. Um, my dad was actually the head coach up at Rigby, Idaho, um, just north um, in eastern Idaho, and he, he was there for a couple years, so he kind of knew the area. Um, and then I actually had a buddy um, that's the OC at Ridgeline, um, and he reached out to me and told me that Bear River is a, a good spot. Um, and so I put my name in for it and drove down and drove the 16 hours or whatever it was to do the interview and <laughs> did the interview and drove back the 16 hours and I got the job the next day. So, um, but yeah, I wasn't planning on going to Utah. I was just looking for head coaching opportunities and, um, it just kind of presented itself and it seems like a good spot. So, so when did you arrive, um, basically on campus, so to speak, so you could be here and get familiar with the, the players and the personnel and what you've got? Uh, I was got here for good two weeks ago, um, and so we started our program uh, on the 13th, um, and we've been doing summer workouts. Luckily for me, I, I mean, I was I was hired in November, um, so I know a lot of these coaches have been hired in in the you know January through March. Um, I was hired early, so I was able to do a parent um, meeting in December. I was able to do some spring mini camp um, in March. And so I kind of got to know the kids, got to know the parents. I, you know, started to push out some notifications, um, kind of figuring it all out. And then, so by the time I got here on the 13th, it was we were already running. So it was good. So I know I read one thing. It said you mentioned trying to push youth football kind mm-hmm. of in that Bear River area. Like, how much does that help you as far as you know the high school program getting you know youth programs up and running? Yeah, I mean uh, the biggest thing out there is we got to build numbers. Um, you know we, we're a small town. Um, we got to build depth. Uh, you know I think that's been a huge crutch for them in the past, especially last year. You know so you saw Bear River with a lot of injuries, um, and so that's that's huge for me because I like to do um, you know the same schemes throughout so I do you know offensive defense schemes and I hope the middle school and the the youth levels run some sort of our plays you know um, and get that figured out so you know we've been we've been talking with the coaches we've been talking with the directors um, and getting it all figured out and su- funneling it somehow to that high school program so uh, it's it's always tough to replace somebody who's been around but mm. Coach Wise was there like forever, and yep. he had a great legacy, multiple state championships or trips to state championships. 
And so you've got some big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's have you been able to, to meet with him or, or talk to him about what's worked over time with what he was doing, or what's been that been like that relationship and figuring figuring out what was going on before and and kind yeah. of continuing that legacy. Well, we share an office, so <laughs> that's, that's a little interesting situation. But, no, he I, I met him. He's a good guy. Um, I know Bear Rivers had a rich tradition. I think it's it's just kind of re-energizing that tradition. You know, I know they had success early on. Um, I know they've been up and down. Um, so it's figuring out how to how to get back to those winning ways and, you know, add a little – little spice to it you know we're we're trying to re-energize and revamp everything um you know his son is my own line coach um so i'm still keeping some guys around that know bear river football but i also brought in five to six new faces um so you know i think it's just it's going to take a little bit of combination i think you know administration wanted a a new face and some some new ideas and i think that's kind of why i'm here so so i guess we can maybe get into scheme in a second but if if we're uh if there's like one thing that you want Bear River to be known for, just one thing, you know, obviously you want to be known for a lot mm-hmm. of things, but there's one thing when people say Bear River football, they think of this thing. What's what's that defining trait for Bear River you're looking to get? Um, I think discipline. Um, you know, the 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 things that we've been working on these last two weeks are just going back to the the small details, um, and you know, I think that's kind of where programs lose their way a little bit. Um, and if if we're disciplined, you know, we kind of got a new slogan called Bear Out. Um, and that's kind of just its definition is we're confirming what we're doing every day, right? And so we're confirming that we're disciplined in the little details. We're confirming that we're, you know, out there to, to build this thing up and to start winning. And, you know, the kids have been awesome. The kids have been really um, energized. They've been really um, upbeat, which is surprising for what they went through last year. Um, but I've been really happy with that. And so, you know, I, I hope that we're disciplined. I hope that we're organized. And then the rest will take care of itself. You know, we're talking to Trampus Waits. He's a new head coach for the Bear River Bears and uh, just arrived in town last week. Yep. But uh, certainly you've been in connection and in contact with uh, students and coaches and building up for this upcoming season. You mentioned you've got a friend who is an assistant coach mm-hmm. in Region 11 here. So what is the sense that you've been able to get so far in your early stages of getting a feel for what this region looks like? Uh, I know it's, you know, if – yeah, I think it's the toughest, if not the toughest, you know, region in the, in the state. Um, there's some good teams. I know Ridgeline's been on top. I know Skyview has a rich tradition. You know, I know Mountain Crest is going to be good. I know all those teams are going to be good. So um, it, it's tough. I know I'm going into a situation where we we're at the bottom of the barrel. Um, but like I said, I've I, I've known the area. My dad's been, a, you know, a head coach close. I've got friends here. I recruited um, this area when I was a graduate assistant in college. Um, and so, you know, I, I've been around it. But I, I do know that this is kind of the path to the playoffs. You know, this if you, if you can get through this region, you're going to do pretty well. Um, and so that's kind of how I see it. And, you know, that's how what I'm telling the kids, you know, get through the region and the rest will take care of it. Take, t- take care of itself so so thinking a little scheme wise like being a small school like how much does that impact what you can run as far as you know schemes like i know you've run the spread offense mm-hmm. a little bit is that something you can pull off at a smaller school or do you have to kind of lead more on kind of a running attack some of the more basic things that you can teach i i, I don't think it's a small school or a big school type of thing i think it's just what kids you have you know and you, we're lucky we got two quarterbacks that 
are going to compete, and they're two very good athletes. And so with my spread schemes, I need a very good quarterback that's smart, and I got two of them. And so that really fit well. Um, I know Bear River's been, you know, veer. They've been, you know, muddle, huddle, and, and go, right, run game. Um, and so it's just figuring out how we can implement the tradition with the new schemes. And so really, you know, it's, it's tailored to the kids. I came in with the spread. I came in with, the, you know, my defensive schemes, and I was prepared to change them if I needed to. Um, but I think we got the quarterbacks that can do it. I think we got depth at receiver. Um, linemen are, are going to get there, right? And we're going to figure it out. So, But, yeah, I don't think it's a small town or a big town thing. It's just who you got, <laughs> especially at the high school level. Yeah, that's, that's very true. That could change from year to year. But one thing that was pretty consistent with, uh, with Coach Wise and just Bear River football in general was that they always play tough defensively. Mm -hmm. They're always hard-nosed, gritty. They always – just would never back down from anybody. Your general philosophy defensively, and again, I understand it kind of depends on your personnel, mm -hmm. but generally a 3-4, 4-3, what kind of general defensive philosophy are you bringing to Bear River? Yeah, we're, we're going to be a 3-3 stack. Um, okay. And so I, I think we're going to be very different than a lot of Utah schools. I think a lot of Utah schools like to to send it, right, and bring, bring the blitz. Um, I think that's a common trend um, around here, and we're going to kind of stay back. We're going to keep everything in front um, and trust our kids, you know, because like, like you said, you know, we got tough kids out there. We got kids that will compete, and so it's just letting them not think so much and just going out and playing. Um, and that's kind of my defensive scheme is we'll just keep it in front and let them go play ball. So you, you have a background, obviously, as a quarterback, so your background is kind of offense. Mm -hmm. You just – also been running the defense as well. Do you, do you focus on both sides of the ball as a head coach? Uh, it, both are my schemes that I brought in. Um, obviously, I got a defensive coordinator. Um, he's implementing his own kind of twist on things. Um, but, yeah, they're both my schemes. I, I look overlook at both as a head coach. Um, I love offense. These last couple of weeks when I've had to do both, I, I, I'm starting to lean towards that defensive side and have fun with it. Um, but, yeah, you know, Hopefully, my assistant coaches can kind of pick it up a little bit and start taking over the defense and, and handling that. And then as soon as they do that, I can delegate some more responsibility, um, which is which is what you want as a leader, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I'm an offensive kind of guy. I've always been. So, Do you feel like you have your coaching staff all filled out now, or are you still looking to fill some roles? Yeah, we got about 10 guys on staff, um, and we filled it. We we had a guy uh, running our strength and conditioning program actually went over to Leighton Christian, um, so I had to fill that, but we filled it with from within, and you know I, I feel really confident with, with our staff. Like I said, we got about three or four guys that have been there forever. You know, my freshman coach has been with the last four Bear River coaches, and you know how far that goes back with Coach Wise being there 20 years. So yeah. um, he's been there forever. We got another guy that was on staff, and then we got, you know, Coach Wise's son doing the old line. And then we actually had quite a bit of guys moving into town, um, which was nice. And, you know, they, they've been great these last couple weeks and workouts and everything like that. So I'm really happy with the staff we were able to put together. So you mentioned kind of how tough this region is and that Bear River's not been super successful recently. Like, so what's your kind of plan years, you know, one to like, what do you want to accomplish early on as far as the long-term goal obviously mm -hmm. is, you know, state championship and whatnot. Like mm -hmm. what's kind of the year one expectation things you want to accomplish? Yeah. I, I think just getting back to competing, 
right? And we we want to be in football games, um, and, and I think we will. You know, I think um, last year, like I said, they were plagued with injury. They had a lot of sophomores that had to get some playing time, and so you know we may have six returning starters on offense and defense, but you have 15 guys that played significant snaps, right? Um, so I think it's just teaching them to, to compete again, you know, give them confidence in what they're doing. Um, like I said, kids have been receptive with our new schemes and they're, they're gonna build some confidence as we get farther in the off season um, and towards August and just giving them confidence. And, you know, if it's a tie ball game at the end of the game, then we're there, right? And then we'll start pulling out those games, so. What does your summer look like right now? I know you've done a few things here and there, mm-hmm. but um, I mean things really get going in earnest in early August. But mm-hmm. what does it look like right now for your team? Uh, we got workouts all the way up to moratorium, um, so end of June. Um, so we'll finish out this week. We'll have a little bit next week, um, and then we will um, start practicing for team camp right after moratorium. Um, we're actually going up to my alma mater, um, Eastern Oregon University. So we're taking the six-hour bus ride and and getting some different competition because I think that's important too. Um, you know, I know Bear River's always stayed in town for their team camp. They played box elder. They um, just stayed home, and you know we're going up and we're going to a camp that has teams from four different states. And so I think that is a big thing. The last question of how to, how are we going to change things, right? And it's just, well, let's compete against those teams. Let's build some confidence. And then once we get back to the region, then then we know what we're doing. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and then once we get back from that, we'll have about a week off, and then it it's go time. And then we're going to be doing a midnight practice, um, you know, as soon as we can have our first official day, um, you know, because my philosophy is you, you're the first to practice in Utah and you're the last to practice in Utah. That's the goal. Um, so we'll have midnight practice. We'll get some pancakes out, um, do all that, and get the kids excited for the season. So you were an assistant coach last place you were, or were you a head coach? at? Uh, I, I was the offense coordinator. Offense coordinator. Yep. So this is your first head coaching position. Right? Yep. It's like, what's that process been like? Obviously, offensive coordinator, you're kind of high up on that, on that mm-hmm. totem pole. But what's it like taking that step to – this is your team. What's, yeah. that, what's that process been like? You look like you have it all planned out so <laughs> yeah. far. No, I, I've been planning it the last 15 years. So <laughs> I've always wanted to be a head coach. Um, you know, my, my dad was a head coach for 25 plus years uh, and, a, and a pretty successful one. Um, so I've always told him I want to be a head coach. And so he said, okay, well, just sit back and watch and figure it out. Right. And so I've been doing that my whole childhood growing up. And, um, you know, I was an assistant at Eastern Oregon. So I got some college experience um, that I was pretty fortunate at Eagle Point that where I was last stop um, as the OC. He gave me a lot of responsibility that m- would most likely be the head coaching responsibility. And so because he knew my goals. Um, so it, it was an easy transition, obviously, with all the politics and all the you know stuff that you have to deal with as the head coach is tough, and I'll figure it out along the way. But um, like I said, I've been preparing this for since I was 10 years old or whatever it was. So <laughs> yeah. um, I'm ready to roll. So a quick follow up with cut Eric off. So being you know the coach's kid and growing up, does that make you old school, or do you have like a lot of the the new modern stuff? That you know? no, I, my dad was he he wanted the next best thing, um, and so you know I've. I'm a modern coach, I think, you know, especially as a young guy. I'm probably the youngest coach in, in the region. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a young coach. My dad thinks he's a young coach. He's, a, he's an old-school guy, but um, he likes to think he has all the new and improved things. But The 3-3 three, three stack is kind of a more modern defense. It is, I, yeah. I, I, know I told I, you, and that's 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 the old man stuff. So yeah. he's he he was new and improved. So 
Uh, one last thing, we we talked about the uh, the region, and you've you've got a feel for what the, this region looks like. But there's another rival that's certainly high on the mm-hmm. list of teams for Bear River to keep an eye on, and that's Box Elder. Mm-hmm. Uh, what your initial thoughts? What have you heard about uh, the bees and the, yeah. the, uh, the the rivalry that exists between those two schools? Uh, yeah, uh, it's a rich one. I know they just played their I think hundred hundredth rivalry game two years ago or whatever it was, yeah. um, and it's one of the oldest in Utah. Um, so I know it's big. I know the kids have told me it's big. Um, I got the name wrong right when I got into town, and I was easily corrected right away um but no i you know robbie over at box elder has been awesome he's been reaching out you know we're in the same district so he's been helping me out quite a bit um you know i think we're on the same page we root for each other and until we play right and then then we're um arch enemies but um no you gotta you gotta dive into those rich traditions you gotta dive into those rivalries and you have to do all you can to to you know get those kids jacked up for it so we're, we'll be ready to roll, and, and I hate the color pur- purple, so that that, uh, <laughs> that works out. So, never know why the why the bees were purple. Like it. Well, there's an old story on that that they got it mixed up with the yep. Roy Royals, who should have been Sp- purple. Supposed but, to be yeah. black and gold, right? Yeah, it got, yeah. It got swapped somehow. That's weird. That's not. It's not like my my high school colors. My alma mater, they're uh, brown and gold. So. Oh, there you go. It's, uh, brown might be worse than purple. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it, it looks surprisingly good. Like it sounds ugly, but they actually make it work. Decently I don't know. Well. I'd have to see that. It, it, <laughs> it, when it's done right. The jerseys I wore are better than the ones they wear now. Like they, yeah. they don't do it as well. But when I wore them, they look pretty good. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. it. Must have been you that made it look good. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. It, that's it was it. me standing, <laughs> standing on the sideline. I didn't do much playing. I stood on the sideline just looked good. Well, Coach, wish you the best of luck. Uh, excited you. to see this new chapter of Bear mm-hmm. River. We love uh, being able to touch base with the with the local coaches and find out what's going on with them and, and what they have planned. And we may try to reach out to you again just before the yeah. start of the season Absolutely. as you've had a, a better chance to uh, get a feel for your personnel and we can mm-hmm. talk more specifically about the players yep. and uh, what you have uh, in mind and in store for the upcoming season. But appreciate you coming down and yep. uh, welcome to Northern Utah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, so Trampus Waite, the new head coach for the Bear River Bears, and season begins, gosh, when does it begin? The first game's like, what, August, August 12th? 12th. Oh, my word. Here we go. That's, yeah, you've got that circle on your calendar. Yeah, you know exactly fast. when it is. <laughs> All right, a quick time out on Full Court Press. I want to come back some more thoughts, uh, some additional thoughts about some potential uh, trade rumors regarding other Utah Jazz players besides just Rudy Gobert. Plus, we'll get into the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. You lead a busy life. When do you have time to get your vehicle serviced? Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan can help. They're now open on Sundays to better serve you. If life is too hectic during the weekdays and Saturday is crazy like normal, go see them on Sunday. Get your oil changed and they'll also check other fluids and recharge your AC. Stay in your car while their trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Open seven days a week across from Angie's. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. 
Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10. It's tasty and quick. Elements lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional. Open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m. Visit TheElementsRestaurant.com for reservations today. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and a beautiful new office complex at 2245 North, 400 East North Logan, just south of the Cash Valley Hospital. The entire staff and doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art facility. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North, 400 East North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Looking forward to turning 65, but the mail and the phone calls can drive you crazy. We can help. If you're considering working until full retirement age, let us compare your employer coverage to Medicare. You have choices. We will provide you with the information and assistance you need. Call 752-9493. Having a local agent makes all the difference and there's no cost to you. Call 752-9493 or visit us at lssins.com. Are you a do-it-yourselfer? Have you been looking at that boring blah wall in your home for far too long? You need to check out the Speedy Mason Thin Brick System at Castellite in Logan. It's a simple system that anybody can do to make a blah wall into a beautiful focal point. Refresh your home with some very affordable options at Castellite for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go. Online at castalight.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Grantham Mobile Automotive, new sponsor of the program. Uh, they'll come out to you, by the way. So it's warming up and you can beat the heat. Let them fix or recharge your air conditioner. Oh, it is getting warm. Make sure your AC is working right. Grant the mobile auto repair. They'll come to you and get it fixed. Right, thanks again to uh, Coach Trampus Waite joining us here in studio. Uh, it's exciting, you know, having these new young coaches in Region 11 and their kind of energy and vision for the future. I'm excited for Region 11 moving forward. It's weird. He might be younger than me, which I'm not. I don't know about that because I started college like back in 2012. Granted, I've had a lot of breaks in that, but he was he was in college like 2014 to 2016. So it's like, is he younger than me? It's <laughs> inter- I didn't I didn't feel like asking him when he was in here, but I was just like, dang, this coach is my age. It's like knowing that I'm about Rudy Gobert's age. I think he's like a year older than I am, and Donovan Mitchell is younger than me. So. 
I mean, I, I know you've been this I mean, process. they're all younger than me. <laughs> you, so. Yeah, you've been through this process before, but <laughs> yes. I remember that one year where it's like, all these guys that are getting picked in the draft are my age, you know, and in the more in the NBA because the NFL, there's like a six-year age range, but in the NBA, they're all 18 and 19. I'm like, dang, there's, I think it was the year Andrew Wiggins got drafted. I think it was that year. They were all about my age. I was 18, I think, somewhere around there. But it's it's weird to see. Now, now the coaches are my age, and that's a little weird. Well, the list of coaching candidates for the Utah Jazz, most of them were younger than me. Yeah. Like on that list of 15, the majority of them were younger than me. And I'm I'm not that old. Yeah, it's like it's like mid 30s to mid 40s, a couple in the 50s and I think Stotts is like 60 something. Right. So, yeah, it was it, Alex Jensen looked like one of the oldest and he's I mean, we graduated about the same time at different colleges, but so He's more of a contemporary, but I don't see him as an old guy. Yeah, not yet. Not like, yet. I, I can't. That means I'm an old guy. Uh, but, no, that was fun having Coach Waite in. Um, it, it, it's exciting to get these young coaches and their vision for what they're going to do with their teams and uh, how they're going to connect with them and different things that they're going to do. And, uh, and it's exciting. Yeah. That's, that's a big change over there. Coach Wise had been there for over 20 years, and so that's a big change. And um, excited to see how it works out. Yeah, and he looks like he is absolutely like when he was talking all this stuff. It's like, it's like this is the first time head coach, right? He's like, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. And it's like, dude, I'd be still like deer in the headlights if I was the head coach. You know, three four months in. Yeah. And he's like, we're gonna do this and a midnight practice and a he's and a this and a that and a that. And it's like, holy cow, this guy has really been ready for fifteen years to be a head coach. So, you know, he may be a first year head coach, but I imagine he'll do just fine coaching wise. There's a lot of other things that got to go your way, but I imagine he'll be just fine. Right, and and um, you know I appreciate too his thought about you know, player development and improving, you know this uh, the the future of the program and expanding youth leagues and things like that. Those those are really important. Yeah, especially because that's your recruiting. Because unless you want to like actually recruit in high school, which is a bit of a taboo, but people do it. I can't imagine you can do it in Bear River, but. It's more of a challenge there than maybe some of the other schools in yeah. Cash Valley. But yeah, like that—that's you know that's the lifeline of your program. That's the way it's supposed to be in high school. So, you know, if, if you get that going, then you're golden. Uh, switching gears back to the Utah Jazz, and uh, before we do that, we had a text on this topic nine three one five. Appreciate your patience before we get back to this. But uh, what what would be the list of the worst five people that the Jazz could trade for? I mean, I could just go with the five worst players in the NBA, but that wouldn't be nearly as fun. Uh, ben Simmons would probably be on that list. And, and, and the reason why, I don't know if I have fully explained this, I did it to a couple of guys on Twitter where I said, I just said, please stop including Ben Simmons in mock trades. And they're like, why? You know, legitimately asking why and, and disagreeing with me. And my thing is you're trading, the theory around trading Rudy Gobert is you're trading a defensively or, you know, defensively elite but offensively limited guy away in trying to retool your roster. Well, if you trade for Ben Simmons, what are you getting except a defensively elite and offensively limited guy? Now, there's a bit of a different flavor with Ben Simmons, and that's why there is a path to at least some sort of success with Ben Simmons. It's not a completely empty, you know, prospect. But you're just trading for the same thing with a maybe he'll turn it around. And there's also the giant red flag of, Will he buy in right. to will begin he, that process? Will he even get on the court? Yeah. Will he even show up? 
Yeah, so that that's the trick. Because, yeah, I, I've actually envisioned, like, okay, if they, you know, I've thought if they did Ben Simmons, I was like, all right, if they did this and this, oh, yeah, that would work, you know, a, a stretch five and, you know, this and that. Okay, I could see it working. There's some benefits. But, yeah, there's just, there's just the red flags I just can't get around. So Mike Connolly is another player that seems to be creeping up, um, not with as much regularity as Rudy Gobert, as a potential trade target, but um, his name was brought up soon after the playoffs. Then it went quiet for a while, but now his name is being brought up again. And uh, he's been brought up probably most frequently, and it not like with much regularity, but the team that he seems to be attached to more than anyone else are the Washington Wizards. As that's a team who's identified a need, they want a veteran point guard, and Mike Connolly fits the bill. Yeah, like Jake Fisher, he was the one who's he's saying there's consistent word among league personnel of Washington exploring various trade options for a veteran point guard, and he brings up the 10th overall pick. That might be a stretch for Mike Connolly, but I've seen it tossed around, the idea, and not everybody dislikes it. Even Wizards fans seem like they're interested in Conley. They're probably less interested in giving up the 10th pick, but there are other options as well. There's uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, um, Denny Avdia. I think I said that right. I've really tried to practice that. <laughs> it's a three-syllable word, but it's tricky for me because I keep wanting to say like, Advija or something like that. Right. I'm mixing up the letters. And then Rui Hachimara, if I probably butchered that too, but he's another guy. Those are some of the names that I've seen tossed around there. There's probably another that I may, I may be forgetting. Um, but there's some young prospects, a couple of potential 3 and D, maybe stretch four types. Um, Avdia's kind of working on that uh, three-point shot right now, but he's only like 20, 21 years old. Uh, Hachimura, he's got the three-point shot down. He shot almost 45% last year on almost three attempts a game. So, And it can also be... He's not really known as a rim protector, but somebody who can help you in the paint. Yeah, he's he's a guy. He's kind of working. His defensive impact metrics aren't great, but again, he's 22, 23 years old, and the Wizards are horrible on defense. Get him in a different scheme, and maybe you can begin to see some improvements as he gets older. That you know, that's the theory. I mean, it happened to Andrew Wiggins, and he was like 26 when he finally, finally became that good defender everyone thought he could be. True. So yeah, it's possible. Get him in the right system, and he can maybe work a little bit better. Uh, those I really haven't seen too many other Jazz players, with according to legitimate sources, involved in any kind of trade rumors. Yeah, there's going to be the fan here or there who does the trade machine and tries to figure out, well, what about this combination of players for this combination of players? But as far as those who are reporting on regularly the NBA and and checking in with their front offices, it seems to be Rudy Gobert and Mike Connolly are the two main pieces of, of, uh, of focus. And I think that's only going to start to ramp up over the next uh, day and a half, really, because the trade is Thursday. So if they're going to get a deal to get into the draft, I mean, th- that window is closing. Yeah, it's really going to heat up. These rumors are going to get red hot. We'll see if anything actually happens. Yeah, you mentioned Gobert and Conley. There are other players who could get traded. Boyan Bogdanovich is a name. He gets lumped in largely to add value or maybe as a salary filler. But again, the two headliners are definitely Conley and Gobert. I can pretty much guarantee other players will be involved in any trades that do happen. It's just 
Gobert and Conley are the headliners. That'll be what we know again. That that makes the headline. Jazz trade Gobert. Jazz Jazz trade Conley, and also such and such player. Right, and, and there may need, need to be a third team involved to make the salaries work and all the numbers and everything like that. Yeah, that's one thing with Chicago. I think a lot of the Chicago proposals, and I think even one of the holdups in some of the negotiations was salary wasn't working, so you had to get a third team involved. So, you know, if a Chicago trade with Gobert happens, it'll very likely be a third, a three-team trade. I think the Wizards can make it work with Mike Conley with just the two teams, but sometimes the third team just happens to show up anyway for some reason, and players get thrown around. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's the, the NBA draft is Thursday night. The Jazz have a history of being active with trades in and around the NBA draft. So I would not be surprised, even though they don't have a head coach, to still be a player to try to get into the draft. Because right now they do not have any draft picks. Yeah. Even even if they have no picks, as, as right now, even if they have no picks on Thursday night, they will come away with somebody. I can almost I feel like I can almost guarantee that. The, the Jason Walker guarantee for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, we'll get into the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. Uh, but first, just a reminder about Mountain West Motor, where every truck and SUV is unique and has been customized, so you'll be ready for your next adventure. So you'll be equipped with all the right gear, traction boards, rooftop tents, racks, outdoor jacks, and more. It's all new, now open at 615 North Main in Logan, or you can visit them online, mwmotor.com. Hi, this is James Stevens. And Mark Thurston with White Pine Funeral Services. Here at White Pine, we want to invite those who have been affected by the alleged mishandling of pre-need funeral money to contact us. We are saddened by what took place, and we want to help those who lost money by offering our professional services to you at no cost. Stop by and see us, or visit whitepinefunerals.com for more information. White Pine Funeral Services, here when you need us most. Avoid the stress of renting a shampoo machine and cleaning that dirty upholstery yourself. This is Dial with ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry's hot carbonated extraction process will make any piece of furniture in your home look close to brand new again. Sofas, love seats, recliners, or even car seats. ChemDry of Northern Utah is happy to clean your carpets, but don't forget about making sure everything in your home is the cleanest, healthiest environment for your family. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove. 752-7272 752-7272 online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. I have been servicing, selling, and installing appliances for over 40 years. We have been a locally owned and operated family business since 1970. Daryl's offers you the most experienced service team in northern Utah and southern Idaho. Keep it simple with a one-stop appliance shop with service, sales, parts, and warranty needs all in one place. Our huge parts department has the right part when you need it. Remember, shop local for the best-priced appliances and quality service in the business. Daryl's West on Airport Road. 
This is Ryan, my mattress. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with online bed-in-a-box mattresses. If value is the combination of price and quality, these beds are not a good value. They cost about $1,000 and they last about three years. That's not a very good ratio. At my mattress, you can get a $799 Sealy Posturepedic that will last you 10 plus years. The best value is at my mattress. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, when you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. So whether it's a new battery or new wiper blades, when you pull into one of the five Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores, they not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, but if you need it, they'll even help you install it. So go check them out, Napa Auto Parts. So uh, it's time for the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. We've scoured the interwebs and to... Uh, <laughs> Figure out some information that maybe you haven't seen or haven't heard of. So let's start off with the, the stat that blew our minds. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. All right, Jason, what do you got for your stat? So mine is Almost more of a trend than a stat. I'm kind of cheating, and I saw this like a few a few days ago. Um, so yeah, June 16th actually, because it was from a tweet. So I'm stealing it from somebody else. But is an observation because the last five All-Star Game MVPs have also accounted for the last five NBA Finals MVPs. Oh. It's not exact year to year. It is for the last two years actually. So Steph was. All-Star MVP this year, Finals MVP this year. Giannis last year, All-Star MVP, Finals MVP. The, again, the previous three, Kawhi, Durant, and LeBron, also account in various order the All-Star Game MVP and Finals MVP, which I thought was pretty cool. So, so if somebody wins All-Star MVP, that's an indication that within a couple of years, they might win Finals MVP. Well, the All-Star game coming to Utah this next year. So, Donovan, all right, you uh, know, go really go for that all. I know it's a meaningless game, but go for it cuz we got to get a title <laughs> here in Utah. That's the start of something. Um, mine is in baseball. How about the longest active scoreless innings streak? Is that <laughs> is this is this stealing your player? No. Okay. The longest active scoreless inning streaks 31 in one third innings pitched. And that was by Clay Holmes. He allowed a run for the, just the first time since April 8th on opening day. As 29 consecutive scoreless appearances comes to an end, the longest in Yankees franchise history. It's pretty good. The the pitching stat almost blew the pitching stat that almost blew my mind. Got to enunciate. Got to be professional. It was actually it was it was probably a couple weeks ago, and I only just thought of it now since you brought it up. But like, I think it was the Cardinals. One of the teams they had two pitchers throw an immaculate inning 
in the same game. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that was pretty good. Good nomination. Uh, we're short on time, but a quick uh, reference for your player of the week. Uh, Jefferson Saverino had a goal and assist in RSL's win. Really good. It was his first start uh, in his return to RSL's, and he had really good game. Really cool goal. Uh, I'm going to go with Mike Trout, first player in Major League Baseball history to hit four game-winning home runs in a single series. In fact, he hit he hit five home runs in their five-game series with Seattle in Seattle. But uh, it was he scored the or he hit a home run that put his team ahead to stay. He did that four times in five games. Pretty good. That's impressive. Uh, so hey, don't forget we're going to be. Uh, uh, maybe you didn't know. I don't think we said this, but coming up soon, in the next uh, day or two, we're going to be having a conversation with Mason Falsliff, a standout uh, football and basketball player and is now going to be part of the Utah State men's basketball program. He uh, is going to be coming up on the show here soon. And a big thanks to Trampus Waite for coming down and joining Please. us here in person. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Yesterday it was reported Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets are at an impasse regarding a contract extension. That sparked a lot of rumors about a possible super team in L.A., but before we start talking about a potential blockbuster, probably should pump the brakes a little bit. This might just be a negotiating ploy. In order to land Kyrie, the Lakers would have to probably send Russell Westbrook to Brooklyn. The point guard has a lot of flaws in his relationship with Kevin Durant, probably not the best after KD left the Thunder in favor of Golden State. Even if the two stars were willing to move past that, hard to see the Nets settling for any of the other Laker assets unless it's Anthony Davis. But a backcourt of Westbrook and Ben Simmons probably doesn't make Brooklyn any better, and the Lakers don't have any other assets that could help the Nets compete for a title. Once again, unless it's Anthony Davis. And that's a possibility. Westbrook, Anthony Davis for Ben Simmons and Kyrie. Let's pump the brakes right now. This is called a negotiating ploy by Kyrie. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.